Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, kids. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday we release these special episodes that we're calling Classic Risk Singles. Each of these episodes features just one story from our earlier years. If you're new to Risk, you should know that the podcast can be very uncensored. This week, a story by Jennifer McClelland that she first shared on the podcast in October of 2012 Here's Jennifer now with a story we call The Long Goodbye. So a few years ago, I was on a campaign of self-destruction. I was drinking way too much and hanging out with all kinds of people who made me feel terrible about myself and staying up till all hours of the night. And I asked my therapist, like, why am I doing this to myself? I have lost all sense of direction in my life. What is happening? And she said, well, you need to mourn the death of your mother. (laughs) And uh, she was right. The thing is, I was dealing with a lot of loss. I had just left my husband and left my apartment and left all sense of comfort I'd had for the past eight years. And I had never really dealt with the loss of my mother when I was 10 years old. So it shouldn't be a surprise that, you know, dealing with this new round of losses, I'm kind of a disaster. So my therapist says, You need to mourn your mother's death, finally. And maybe a good way to start that process is to visit her grave, um, which is something I'd never done before. I'd been at her burial 22 years previously, but I had not been since. Um, My dad would always offer to take me on Christmas and her birthday and like maybe a random Saturday here and there. And I would always refuse because my mom was sick from the time I was five until the time I was 10. And my dad and brother and I had spent so many years being sad about my mom. And I didn't want to be sad anymore. I wanted to ride bikes with my friends um, because being sad sucks. So I would always put him off and not go with him. But I decided it was time uh, when I'm home visiting my parents for Christmas, I'm going to go see the grave and take control of this mourning process. I didn't want to tell my dad because I didn't want him to come along. Um, We, neither of us are very versed in the language of emotion. (laughs) I think it's safe to say. And uh, we have a very friendly, loving, caring relationship at a very safe distance. 
my mom was the one I would share my feelings with, not my dad. So I'm putting my coat on. My dad says, where are you going? And I said, well, I'm going to go visit mom's grave. And he said, do you know where it is? And I said, yeah, it's um, Greenwood Cemetery off 71. I got it. No problem. And he said, no. Do you know where the grave is in the cemetery? And I said, dad, it's my mom's grave. I think I can figure it out. Okay. I have like an incredible sense of direction and like amazing intuition. And I remember from when I was 10 years old that it's a grave by the side of the road where the road bends. I got this. Okay. So I get in the car and I'm preparing myself for this like totally emotional, cathartic moment. And I'm picturing putting my face down on the cold marble like Madonna does in Truth or Dare and like listening to Oh Father swell in the speakers. And I'm just getting ready to take control of everything. So I get to the cemetery. It's Christmas Eve, so the office is closed. So there's no map. There's no possibility of getting a map. The cemetery is much bigger than I remembered it being. And also, it's covered in snow. But it's cool. I'm going to use my amazing intuition and incredible sense of direction. I'm going to find this grave by the side of the road where the road bends. And it is a rather windy road around the cemetery, so this resembles a lot of graves. But finally, I find the one, I find the place, I get out of the car, I brush the snow off the grave, and it's not her. And neither is the grave next to it or the grave next to that. Okay, that's cool. I blew it this time. I'm just going to hone my intuition. I'll find it this time. Get back in the car, get back out of the car, brush off a grave. It's not her. I repeat this process probably like three or four more times before I throw in the towel and drive home utterly defeated with this huge sense of emotional blue balls and absolutely no catharsis whatsoever. The next night is Christmas and I get blackout drunk on my brother's Manhattans. I only realize that I was blackout drunk when I wake up and see the Facebook posts I didn't remember posting and like the cigarette I attempted to smoke and failed and you know a text I didn't remember sending. Remarkably, I'm not hungover. So I go downstairs and my dad says, are you ready? And I said, ready for what? And he says, are you ready to go? And I said, yeah. Because I didn't want to let on that I had been blackout drunk. And he said, oh, hold on a second. Um, I want to go get the broom. At which point I start piecing together a conversation I sort of vaguely remember having with him sitting on the couch last night, telling him about the grave and realize, oh, my God, in my blackout haze, I made the deal with my dad to go visit her grave. So we get in the car and I'm like, freaking out and texting my friends, OMG, going to visit mom's grave, WTF, with dad, no less. And he's, you know, we're having the same conversation we would be having driving anywhere. He's telling me, oh, you know, I ran into Kara Hughes' dad, and she just moved to Brooklyn, too. And uh, there's a new Italian restaurant on Main Street. And um, we get to the cemetery, and it being December 26th, the office is open. We can get the map, and we drive right there. 
we get out of the car and my dad brushes the snow off one grave and it's my great grandfather's grave and he brushes the snow off the grave next to that and it's my grandfather and then brushes the snow off the grave next to that and it's her and I'm I'm there it's there right in front of me where I watched her body being lowered into the ground 22 years before and I'm standing there looking at it for the first time seeing her name in the pink marble and I feel nothing absolutely nothing I think that I'm really lucky because I actually feel like pretty emotionally connected to my mother in a lot of ways like Anytime I make one of her recipes or like hear a Billy Joel song, even though it's lame, it's one of her favorites, I totally feel connected. And at this moment, there is nothing there. So I turn and look at my dad and he looks at me and we don't say anything, but we're immediately drawn to each other like magnets and we embrace, and I start crying. And I say, I miss her every day. And he said, I do too. And it was the first time probably in 20 years that my dad and I had had a conversation about her. And it was certainly the most connected I've probably ever been with him in my life, ever. And finally, we let go and he sweeps the snow off the rest of my family's graves we get back in the car and uh, he says oh look that's where they're building the baseball stadium down the street That is all for this week's Classic Risk Singles episode. Now, don't miss out on our regular full-length episodes. There's a brand new one every Tuesday. And everything you might want to know about us is at risk-show.com.